Hi, Leadheads. Welcome back to the Nordic Components Talking Lead Podcast. This is episode 162, and we've got a big show for you guys this week. But first, I want to thank our guests from last week. We had the guys from Strike Industries. We had uh, Garrett and Chris on. Uh, Garrett wasn't able to, to stay on with us as long, but uh, we're going to try to get Garrett back on. Uh, but Chris was awesome, uh, really knows Strike Industries, their products, and they've got some really cool products coming down the line that we are looking forward to, especially that, uh, that collapsible buttstock that they've got. Uh, I want to go ahead and introduce our guest for this week, mm-hmm. and we have tons of people this week. We've got the gang from Frontier Tactical. We've got Nate and Kyle joining us. Welcome back, guys. Thank you. Good to be back on. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. You got to get on the mics, dude. <laughs> you got to get up on the mics. Choke those mofos. Thanks for having us on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you guys are uh, on your way back from a big event that uh, we kind of talked about uh, a little bit last week, kind of dropped uh, some information on it. You guys were up at the uh, VFOB Expo. Yep, at the Benghazi uh, Memorial Site. Up in Montana. How was that? Phenomenal. One of the best locations I've ever been to. One of the greatest group of guys that I've ever been able to uh, have a show with. Excellent. Excellent time. Very cool. And uh, you guys brought some friends with you today. We did. We brought uh, Casey and we brought Tom, both from VFOB, Veterans Family Brands, or Family uh, Forward Operating Base. Uh, we got to go up to Big Fork, Montana, and see them face-to-face and get to learn more about their uh, amazing organization that we are going to probably be working a lot more with definitely this year and then years to come. Very cool. Casey, Tom, welcome in, guys. Thanks, Bryce. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. Absolutely. And uh, you guys are also, uh, your Snake River, as Nate mentioned, and you guys manufacture ammunition. And you're you're doing a special line uh, with Team Never Quit, uh, Marcus Luttrell, right? That's correct. Yeah, we manufacture the Team Never Quit line of ammo in partnership with Marcus. TNQ is his brand name, and and uh, he's licensed us out as the manufacturers for the for the ammo line. So we've been doing that about a year and a half now. Very cool. So tell us a little bit about the uh, the Team Never Quit. Oh, well, Team Never Quit, the brand um, started before I came along. Marcus uh, launched a brand really from the concept of supporting the Lone Survivor Foundation for the long haul. So um, he uh, he's pretty close with um, with the guys at Duck Commander, with Willie. And, uh, you know, he's looking for ways to get off the road some more and raise his family. And, and you know, one of the things they talked about was, you know, launching a brand. And and, and building that brand around products in the industry or whatever industry Marcus wanted to do. And, and obviously being a former team guy and, and with the book and being a Texan and the stuff he's into, hunting and fishing and outdoors and shooting and that sort of thing, it made sense to be in this industry. Um, and you know, we were one of the first ones to the table to, as far as product goes for the, on the ammo side. They've got a merch line. They've got ammo. Now they've got their own podcast that's going, and they're working on some other industry What? Industry they got a podcast? Oh, yeah, and it's awesome. Okay, I didn't that. know they had a podcast. They're about uh, six weeks into it, I guess, so it's relatively new. So we launched a line of ammo. Marcus says, uh, I asked him, you know, my big questions for him out the gate. This about 18 months ago, SHOT Show, year year before this one. 
was uh, why do you want to do ammo? Um, I basically answered that. The reasons you wanted to do it for Lone, Lone Survivor Foundation, long-term support for veterans, PTSD, and lost limbs, and getting back on the horse, coming back from overseas is what they do at LSF. And then um, and then I said, what do you want to do with ammo? There's a lot of great ammo out there. Uh, this, isn't a, this isn't an easy game to tackle these days. And, um, you know, his big statement was, we got more concealed carry holders in this country than we've ever had. And and uh, cops have been short of ammo from time to time. I just want to see people incentivized to train better, um, train harder, and uh, be prepared for the fight. And and so that that kind of takes ammo to do that, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. And so we did some very specific things with ammo, and um, we can get into some of that stuff as we talk about the the myth stuff coming up. So okay, so we'll save that for the later part of the show. Tom, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I started working with uh, I started working with Casey. Uh, I guess it's been just a little over a year now. Uh, I retired from the Navy. Uh, I was a 21 year Navy SEAL vet, and uh, I knew that Marcus had an ammo line that he was working. I had moved up to uh, Montana and uh, just decided that uh, I really was kind of sitting here without much to do. I, I had actually worked for Booz Allen for a couple years and was trying to get out of that, trying to slow down a little bit and. Um, so I called up a buddy of mine that was working with Marcus, and I just told him, hey, if, uh, if you guys need a rep up here, I'd be happy to help sell this stuff. I, I believe in what was going on, and Casey called me the next day, and uh, the rest is history. I've been working for him since. So it's uh, it's been an education. I wasn't expecting to get out and become a uh, gun and ammo salesman. Yeah. You know, my wife calls me the uh, – <laughs> she calls me an international arms dealer now. But, uh <laughs> You know, it's uh, it's kind of a funny transition going from Navy SEAL to international arms sales, but there you go. I think one that's well deserved, <laughs> well earned. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, our other guests, like I said, we've got Nate and we've got Kyle with uh, Frontier Tactical, and as you guys know, Frontier Tactical is a new sponsor of ours, and uh, we went out today, uh, visited Royal Range. You guys heard me talk about Royal Range before. And uh, they brought the Warlock system with them, and we introduced it to the guys and gals uh, over there at Royal Range, and it was, I would say, more than well-received, wouldn't you guys? It was very well-received. Uh, someone actually commented about drooling on it. Um, <laughs> we actually, uh, for our 5.56 part of the range demonstration, we were shooting Team Never Quit ammunition. So they got, hey, well a, little, done. got a little demonstration of that frangible ammo. Yeah, and it, uh, it ran great. Yeah, it was real, real good shooting. Yeah, anyway. shot three different calibers right in front of them. It took them a matter of seconds to switch over, so they got to see that in front of them. That's usually when the light goes on. Yeah, and that's what you were telling them um, when we first got there. Um, you know, you had everything <laughs> laid out, and you were showing them, the, you know, the barrel nut, the whole system, and uh, they were kind of getting it. You know, but they still had this little gloss over look on their face. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, when we took them to the range, they. Uh, the light bulb came out and just clicked. It was it was cool to see that. It's kind of nice to hear the buyer say that he had to uh, kind of sit down to figure out how many units he was going to buy based off of uh, how many <laughs> units the employees were going to buy first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you always like to hear that, definitely. Maybe we can... Uh, are, now, is the ammo available for, for gun shops to sell as well? Do you guys provide it to them? Or how are you doing that? How are the sales yeah, available? Yeah, it's, uh, it's set up to, to go out wholesale to... You know, every every level of the market, from distributors to chains, buy groups, dealers, whatever. So dealers can call, set up direct with us. Uh, we have a program for that. 
and uh, products today in Cabela's, Brownells, Lucky Gunner, um, MBS just picked it up, so a lot of their dealers will start to see it. Worldwide picked it up uh, recently, so their deals, dealers will start to see it. So, yeah, it's it's it should be showing up around, and if any dealer doesn't have it wants it, we'd be happy to get them hooked up. Okay, and they can go to your website, teamneverquit.com, to get that, or they need to go to Snake River? Uh, either one, teamneverquit.com has a segment for ammo. It takes them right into our page. Um, on our page, uh, snakeriversshootingproducts.com. They can uh, click on ammo and find a list of dealers that are carrying it. Um, there's phone numbers, emails, everything they need is there to get a hold of us. It's pretty easy to find us. And what kind of uh, what calibers are you guys manufacturing? So basically, the full line of pistol products. Um, you know, even some of the that are that are a little bit more tough to find, like 357 Sig. I was actually talking to a guy today, going, "I can't believe you guys have that." And I said, "Well, we had access to the brass, and that made it easy." The only the only limitation we have on caliber today is really brass because um marcus wanted it to be u.s makers of the brass product of the brass component um and in fact all the components is as much as possible to be u.s made product so it's manufactured here by nature of definition it's u.s made product anyway but we've really tried hard that the brass product is a u.s product on on er everywhere possible so Mm -hmm. um so on the pistol side we're pretty well covered we've got several suppliers of u.s brass um and uh, most of it today is actually TNQ head stamped, which is awesome. And then on the rifle side, 223, 300 blackout, uh, 308. Um, we've done some 338 Lapua in the past, um, and even some 50 cal in the past. So mostly the military calibers because it's easy to get the U.S. brass for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we'll start seeing the hunting calibers as we have a couple brass suppliers working on hunting calibers here in the U.S. Also, so should start seeing more and more stuff coming soon on the rifle side. Very cool. I'm thinking I hear the, yeah, I hear it. There it is. It's the jack wagon train coming in. <coughs> Gunny, bring that train in. Hoorah, simplified do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. So, this week, I think we're going to have several Jack Wagons on the Jack Wagon train. Uh, who wants to go first? Nate? I think you said You've been Tom. nominated. I think you said Tom. <laughs> Tom? <laughs> who wants to go? All right, Tom, you go. Tom don't know what we're talking about, does he? No, no he I have no, no idea what you're talking about. I didn't brief I didn't brief Tom on the jack wagon. You train. Br- All right, so fault. so real quick, the jack wagon uh, train is we nominate somebody who's done something stupid, or just somebody that you 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 know you just want to berate, maybe uh, pissed you off for some reason. Uh, they get to go on the jack wagon train, like. All these politicians recently have made the jack wagon train. You know, there's been uh, several other people who have done some stupid things in the world of firearms that have been thrown on the jack wagon train. Gotcha. While you think about it, we'll let Nate go. No, I got one right now. It's a big one, though. Okay. All right. Good. What do you got? So uh, it's it's not just one person, though. It's the uh, the DNC altogether with uh, you know taking illegal immigrants and having them come up on stage and showing their hand that. Uh, they don't care about U.S. laws and you know transporting illegal aliens and getting them up on stage and uh, having them promote their their biased uh, their biased positions on, uh, on what's going on in the United States. That 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 altogether just puts the whole DNC on the jack wagon train for me. I'm sorry. Right on. No, no. You don't need to apologize, man. Don't. Well, that's a lot of. Don't people. apologize for one person. <laughs> that's okay. G- G- the gunny has plenty of extra box cars, so. 
So <laughs> he's gonna need a couple for that one. Yeah, absolutely. All right, that's a good one. The DNC. Welcome to the Jack Wagon Train. What about you, Casey? I'm gonna get I'm gonna get uh, deep in it probably with this one, but I'm I'm Let's feeling it, it today. So so we're gonna we're gonna get a little bit a little bit hot here probably. Right but, on, right uh, on. I've been battling with the National Shooting Sports Foundations, our friend that put on our friends that put on the Shot Show, and and uh, you yeah. know, they do a lot of good things too. But as far as putting the Shot Show together, I've been battling with the booth upgrade program and and going through their seniority process and playing their games. And so oh, two years nice. ago, they we actually had a ten by twenty booth. Uh, they lost my application, started me over on the seniority, put me in the back corner last year. And so last year, it was a nightmare. We had um, we had. Governor Rick Perry, we had Marcus Luttrell, we had David Goggins, we had Michael Berry all in our booth at the same time with so many people trying to get in that Donald Trump Jr. was trying to get in to get a signature for Marcus, ended up giving up because he had other places to be and didn't even make it into the booth. So mm. um, so we played the game this you know, went through that back to 10 by 10 startup again and, and uh, really due to lost paperwork on their side. And... Um, I got into it with them today because we were, you know, they basically came back and said, uh, your request to increase booth size is denied and your request to move is denied. So you're in the same spot you were last year with the same scenario. <laughs> oh so, so I went, went back to them and I said, listen guys, here's the scenario from last year. There's huge crowd draws there. We were, we were really impacting negatively the people around us. We were losing business because we couldn't get people into the booth. Um, you know, what, what can we do here? And they basically said in a matter of words, we don't really care. Uh, yeah. We got two thousand people lined up. Um, we're not going to refund your deposit already. So if you if you forfeit it, you're gonna we're gonna keep your money, and then we're gonna go ahead and charge full price for that space for the next guy in line. So we, we don't <laughs> you know we don't really care. They they were a lot nicer than that, but that's basically what right. the email said. So um, I I went against the grain and basically said heck with it, cancel it. And did you really? Don't do that. I did, man. Oh I man, said, listen, out. I could have helped you out with that. I'm out, and I and and they they. Shoot. Here's why I'm out. Let me tell you why I'm out. I'm out because the final the final sentence from them was basically had you up or had you renewed your NSSF membership fast enough this year, we'd have probably got that done for you. <laughs> so so the, the politics involved Lame. there. I've been I've been irritated for years. I mean, all the way back to my days with the bigger corporations and being there. I've been irritated with the way that that organization works. It ha- the, the whole shot show takes place in the Sands Expo Center. Mm-hmm. That, that's in, that's owned by anti Second Amendment, anti gun people, drawing millions of dollars worth of value off of that show. Hypocrites. And then they're again right. hypocrites. And then it's it's a union organization that hates what we stand stand for, hates what we're all about. That executes the show on the floor, and they look at us like you know we're a bunch of idiots. And so I'm like I'm, I just look around every year and go, why why are we why are we financing the other side of the aisle? It's crazy. Yeah. So all, all of these things culminated. Um, you know, there's a lot we can do without having a, a space where we lose money. So I said, uh, I said, heck with it, cancel it. I don't think they were expecting that out of us, but um, I don't think they really care either. It's kind of like the old days of dealing with Verizon Wireless. It's when, supply and demand, you know? Yeah, absolutely. They've got a you huge tell demand. Verizon that you're mad and they say, well, we got, you know, we got a lot of customers, so we don't really care. So that's kind of where it's got to me. It's, it's, it's just like dealing with the, you know, where corporate America has gone. So it's just, it's been super frustrating, but well, I hate to hear my, that. Uh, they're my jack wagon and they won't like to hear it, but that's, that's where I'm at. So. <laughs> well, preach it, Casey. I've totally I mean, stand if, by if you. If there on that are one. issues out there, they need to be aware of them and they need to try to, uh, 
you know, fix the whole experience for people. And I, and I've heard several people that have had issues with the same thing that you're going through. Um, well, it's, it's cause it's to the point where they go, Hey, we, um, you know, we, we're going to, we're going to put this show on and it's turned into this great big production. And it's so, so the people who go every year, they're to the point where they go to shot show because they have to be there, but they all hate it. Yeah. And, and, and we all share that sentiment together kind of as a group in the industry. And it's super frustrating because it doesn't have to be that way. It's the greatest industry on the planet as far as I'm concerned. And, and, uh, you know, we just put on a show in Montana that, that is the way a show should be in this industry. And we were, we we're really, really thankful to be part of that. So, oh, yeah. Well, and that's what's got to happen is there's going to have to be other people that come out and they, you know, redefine what a shot show is. And uh, once they start losing interest, then, you know, that's when they're, they're going to start rethinking things. But unfortunately, that's the only way it's going to happen. But I don't know. Did you try to, to, to get somebody higher up the chain? to take care of you? yeah yeah we've talked to several people and it's just Still you know, it's just it's just delay 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 and so if, we, we've got enough we've got enough things going on and planned we'll get the business done we need to get this. all right i hate to throw them on there but uh, they that's well deserved for the uh, nssf actually i'm going to jump on uh, on there with uh, casey that's uh your your preach it brother uh, i've been seeing a lot of uh a lot of strangeness going on with him it'd be great to see him go back to orlando or to another city to where uh you know, there's a lot of people that are just not into gambling and uh, not really yeah. into that uh, uh, Sin City style. And uh, that entire area is just an anti-gun location. All right, Nate, what you got? Well, I will touch on Casey's first. Uh, we we did not exhibit at the SHOT Show or NRA Show this year. We went as non-exhibiting manufacturers just basically to recon it and see if it was uh, an event that we wanted to participate in. I will say that the SHOT Show and the NRA annual meeting are both completely different. Um, while they look the same, the the auspices behind them are, are, are drastically different. You've got one held in Louisville, Kentucky this year. That's the NRA show. That'll be going down to Atlanta next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the SHOT show year after year is in the same spot. Yeah. Uh, there's probably a reason for that. There's probably uh, behind the door handshake deals going on. So we'll leave that to them. We have, we have a lot of other things that we can be doing throughout the year that do not include going all the way out to Las Vegas to stand around looking at other people doing the exact I same I got to say, I like going to Las Vegas. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm probably the exception here. Uh, I like playing the craps, but you know, it's not something that I go out and do every night. But I enjoy seeing everybody. You know, I enjoy seeing you know the people, the manufacturers, you know, the people that we know in the industry. Because you don't get to oh, see them that it. often. I love it for that reason. I love that's, right. it. And that's the only that's, reason. That's yeah, that's the only right. reason I like going out there. But we don't need to go set up but a booth we could to go, accomplish that. We could do that anywhere. You know, It doesn't have to be Vegas every year. Well, we can go to Vegas and accomplish the same thing without spending multi-thousand dollars setting up a booth and standing around and playing with our thumbs. Right. right. So my jack wagon would be two people, but they held the same position, and that's the Attorney General, uh, both Miss Lynch and Mr. Holder. Uh, they nice. have, hey, easy now. They have a job to do. And <laughs> That's they my have, last name. They have failed to do that job year after year, position after position. I, I thought Holder was out. Is he still in? No, I said before. Oh, okay. It. All right. Yeah, so you're going, you're going back. And I'm going, going back. If you're not going to do your job, I'm, it's retroactive. We're bringing you right back into the public hey, eye. We can do it. That's how the jack wagon train. You can reach back in the in history and bring somebody on the jack wagon Absolutely. Train, and I think, you know, if you're going to be in that position, uh, the the – one of the higher positions in our nation and you're the prosecutor in charge of prosecuting crimes to make sure that we have a rule of law. You know, the only thing, and this is where I see, you know, 
recent events with the BLM and things like that, and I'm not talking about the Bureau of Land Management, <laughs> when they come out and essentially state that, you know, rule of law no longer applies, that's coming from, and these are, I'm drawing from multiple points, so I apologize. So when the FBI director comes out and says, you know, oh, you know, she was breaking the law, it was criminal act, but it doesn't apply to her. Okay, so that's case in point, right? We're basically setting case precedent for that. Mm-hmm. Then we move over to the Black Lives Matter movement where a lot of these things are not being prosecuted at local levels and now you have them shooting up police officers. Well, the police officers, that thin blue line that people seem to take for granted, are the only things holding back the rule of law and keeping people from forming up posses and going out there and dealing with, with Lynch all Lynch mobs and all that, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and they talk about, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll start a, a big race war or however it's been going on the social media the last few months. Well, I don't think they know what's on the other side of that thin blue line. And, and they really should, you know, let those law enforcement officers do their job and keep rule of law for everyone. Yeah. We're starting to see a little bit of, uh, of that degradation getting ready to fall in Germany and France. There's already talk over there of uh, civil war because of all of the uh, uh, immigration uh, coming in without any background check or, mm-hmm. or really following through on making sure that they've got good people coming into the country and, and people that actually need the help. And instead, they're just opening the doors wide open, and uh, now there's a lot of talk of issues going on over there. That's just going to end up filtering back over here when our AGs are not following and enforcing the laws that were already set on the books. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely correct. And then people are going to start taking it up in their own hands. All right. So, and, and Holder and Lynch both have made the uh, jack wagon train in the past, but uh, it's I'd a, imagine. Nah, it's good to throw them back on there. Just, they just solidify their seat, is what they're doing. So. They, got a, they got a brass nameplate right underneath the seat. Yeah, yeah exactly. Plank holders, right? <laughs> yeah, with the, the leg chains and everything. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I'm, I'm going a little different here with my jack wagon. Um, this is uh, news. Uh, I think it just happened either today or, or yesterday. But there was uh, a guy who is a 23-year-old man was arrested on Capitol Hill after threatening a bar bouncer with a homemade spear and some sort of a bat batarang or something. Holy heart failure! <laughs> a 23-year-old man was arrested on Capitol Hill after he hurled a batarang a throwing star in the shape of a Batman logo at a Seattle police officer. <laughs> Did he have a Batman mask on? That would have been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Was Robin in attendance? I'm thinking that Bat Dad should be at the top of the list for suspects. Are they tracking that guy down? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. See, police were called to a bar near East Olive Way in East Denny Way about 6.30 p.m. after reports that a man had threatened a bouncer with a homemade spear. A metal pole with a knife attached to the end. The man, uh, the man left and was pursued by two officers in a patrol car, police said. During the pursuit, the officers saw him throw something at the vehicle, which they later discovered was a sharp black bat-style throwing star that stuck to the front end of the SUV, <laughs> according to an online account of the, uh, the incident. Dang, he had that thing sharp. <laughs> the officers caught up with the man in the 800 block of East Denny Way, and he was booked for uh, investigation of a felony assault, police said. Police are requesting additional weapons uh, and obstruction charges. <laughs> His utility belt has been booked into evidence. Yeah. <laughs> that Batman's on the wrong side of the law. You filthy criminals. Surrender! 
you criminals. You abominable outlaws. Yeah, uh, I'd say he's probably going to get some sort of mental investigation on his ass, too. But there's no pictures, so I don't know. He may have been dressed up like Batman. Do you think they would have mentioned that, though? But That would have been just too funny. <laughs> I, think, right. I think they had enough story with what they had right there that they didn't need anything They extra. didn't go to go yeah. any further with it, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, dude throwing batarangs, welcome to the jack wagon train. Nice. All right, Gunny, take that train out of here. Nordic Components is an American-owned manufacturing company proud to produce quality products right here in the USA. As a company, we continually invest in our manufacturing capabilities to ensure that all of our products are the highest quality and most efficiently produced parts available. The Nordic Components business consists of two segments, manufacturing and sales. Our manufacturing business works to provide custom machine components for a variety of applications with our specialty being firearm components. The sales business produces lines of branded firearm accessories to enhance and elevate the shooting experience. We are a company owned and operated by individuals devoted to shooting sports, and many of us shoot competitively. We attend and sponsor a number of events around the country each year where we listen to you, the consumer, and are proud to say that all of our firearm components are a direct result of your input. As a firearms accessory provider, our aim is simple. Provide shooting enthusiasts with innovative products of uncompromising performance and reliability. Nordic Components. Check us out at nordiccomp.com. So now let's learn more about our guests, Casey and Tom. So uh, let's uh, let's kick it to Casey, and Casey's going to uh, tell us more, uh, a little more detail about Snake River. Casey? Sure. Yeah, Snake River was founded in January of 2012. Um my father and I and a friend of mine and from the industry that I've worked with for a number of years uh, kicked that company off, really initially focused to be a, a pure distributor in the industry. Um, having been on the manufacturing side at the corporate level with uh, Vista Outdoors, it was ATK at the time, and then Beretta and some other people in the industry, it was, um, you know, we, we dealt with distributors all the time, and there's a lot of distributors out there. There's a lot of bad distributors out there. There's some good ones, some great ones also. So um, we thought there was space in the market to do that. Uh, we actually still do a bit of that for some of our customers out there that we, we initially started with and still move some of those products. But Snake River Shooting Products is a company and not a brand. And so we sought out to support other people's brands. And so the, the Team Never Quit project came about in uh, late 2014, really, is when we started locking that down with Marcus and his crew. Um, really a, a way of doing business that, that we believed was there was room for in the market. Uh, it didn't necessarily have to be ammo, although I gravitate towards ammo because it's kind of my background. But um, yeah, we launched the T&Q line with Marcus and and uh, it was really interesting actually. We, we kind of sorted out what we wanted to do, what he wanted to do, what direction we wanted to go. In November of 2014, um, I said, okay, uh, the chances of launching anything by SHOT Show are very, very slim because we're already in November and we're two months out and you're, you know, it's, it's just, there's no time left. So I said, if we can get an agreement in place really quickly, finalize that deal and how that's going to look, then, you know, basically we can at least put out a press release and, and have some initial meetings, start talking about things. So on New Year's Eve, I received the document the final negotiated document, basically, for signature. 
And so I was like three weeks out from SHOT Show, and I was like, there's no way we're going to launch ammo at SHOT Show. And Marcus mm-hmm. said, hey, Marcus says, hey, I want to launch ammo at SHOT Show, by the way. <laughs> so he goes, I'm coming. I'll be there. So have the meeting set up, and let's do this. So those of you who've been to SHOT Show and have done this from the corporate side, you know that people's meetings are already booked by the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well in advance, way yeah. before uh, the first week of January. So, you know, of course we had to get through new years before we could even start doing anything. And, and, uh, we started calling in favors and everything else. Well, it just so happened that Cabela's moved their schedule around and their first meeting of shot show was with Marcus and I, and they picked up the product right away. And, and two months later in March, we shipped the first, uh, couple pallets of product down to them for their store. So, um, it was really a kind of a cool launch of the product line. And, um, and that kicked us full bore into into driving Team Never Quit kind of as the flagship with the brands that we drive, um, and uh, you know that involved for the course of of the first year and through a series of people we were meeting and setting up as distributors, it brought us in contact with Axelson Tactical. Axelson Tactical mm-hmm. is is Jeff, as you know, Jeff Axelson, yep. the brother of Matt Axelson. Obviously, a giant connection there with Marcus with the Lone Survivor uh, story and Operation Red Wings, mm-hmm. and. Um, and so Jeff and Donna and Corky, his parents, basically started Axelson Tactical to, to honor Matt and, and to do something in his memory, and that turned into a business. And so they set up to distribute T&Q ammo, and we showed up at the National Tactical Officers Association show last August, and that is kind of where we sat down in a hotel room and conceived the first phase of EFOB, um, not necessarily thinking that was going to turn into uh, – it wasn't called VFOB at the time. It was really – uh, four brands that mm-hmm. had focused on working together on demonstrations at the range so that we were doing more with what we had to do. Um, that was Seal One, uh, Dwight Settle, that was mm-hmm. Reaper Outdoors, Ron Bellin, who you know, and that was Axelson Tactical, and then us with the Team Never Quit line. Yeah. So that gave us ammo. Dwight's been on the show us- before, too. We've had. Uh, we've had- oh, perfect. Yeah. So you've had all these guys. Your listeners know these people. Yeah. They have. Um, you know, we had gun cleaning, we had ammo, we had guns, we had, you know, Ron with his TV show and, a, and some um, other ammo stuff coming online. So all of it fit together really well for demos. And so we, we kind of put that logic together in August of last year. So we're, we're coming up on a year ago. Cool. And um, we got to SHOT Show, worked together, did our first, first kind of combined event at the Strip Gun Club at SHOT Show. Um, I think it was Sunday. Was that Sunday? I think it was Sunday. Did at you Shot stay at Show. the strip club? You did. <laughs> yeah, the, stri- the strip strip gun club to be the strip make sure gun I, club. Okay, make sure I enunciate that. There you go. Um, the strip. This yeah, the strip gun club is where we had our Perfect. event. We had about three hundred people come through in in one hour segments. So we did four one hour segments. We had Marcus there. Taya Kyle was there with us, and we had. Our four brands that I mentioned, and we had a couple others that had kind of jumped in last minute, and we just kind of had this little conglomerated, little miniature table set up and talked through stuff. We actually demoed the Team Never Quit Ammo, the frangible stuff you guys saw today, mm-hmm. um, and uh, then had a house party afterwards. Well, at the house party, we had Jana Waller and Jim Kinsey there, and Matt Hughes came by, and Brittany Boddington, and some of the people in the industry, and we had Marcus and Taya there. And we just had this really awesome experience with um, – with some of the industry uh, media folks and some of the buyers and then, you know, the folks that attended our event, it was heavy on media because we really wanted to get the word out about the ammo line. And, um, that was, so that was Sunday night. So Monday we went to media day and Tuesday, Wednesday, obviously shot show kicked off. So mm-hmm. on Thursday I went up to check on the Axelson booth and something really 
interesting had happened over the course of two or three days. And Jeff and I stood there in the aisle way up there by his booth, and, and both of us had experienced the same thing. We had had companies coming to us unsolicited, asking to be part of what we were doing. <laughs> and it was cool. interesting because I didn't know how to answer that. We were like, well, what is it that we're doing? Like, <laughs> yeah, what, what is it are you we think doing? we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it was really cool because it was, it was, it was, we were thinking, oh, well, you guys want to be part of the stuff that we do, demoing on the range, that kind of makes yeah. sense. Um, but, but what we started to get into in a conversation was much deeper than that. It was really about all the way up, you know, step back 50,000 feet. It's, it's frustration born in by those of us who, if we sit at home at night and watch the news, we're really mad by the time we're done watching it. We're mad with what we see going on in the country. We're mad with the same stuff we were talking about with the jack wagon train stuff and the, and the, you know, just cops being shot in the streets and, and just the, the way that the direction's going. This whole DNC week has just been poisonous and it's been frustrating to watch. And all of us are feeling that. You know, a lot of a lot of vets are involved in what we're doing, but not everybody's a veteran, but yeah. all of them are patriots. Yeah. And they all love their country and they all love the industry we're in. And they said, Causing hey, we a lot of stress, a lot of mental stress. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So, so Thursday night at SHOT Show, we had this emergency meeting at like midnight and spent. 15 of us spent several hours around the table and we're all exhausted out of our minds. And, and we were saying, what is this that we're looking at? We drew a bunch of stuff out on napkins and, and, uh, decided committed at that moment on that day that by NRA show, we would launch something formal, whatever that was. Um, the, the term family of brands or family focused brands or veterans focused family had been tossed out at that point. Um, because we looked around, we had a lot of vets involved and, uh, and that kind of kicked off this this focused plan and path forward that, that has led us into the VFOB uh, deal, which it's, I'm trying to give you the lay of the land because the evolution was very fast and mm-hmm. it was it was very unexpected and it was completely unsolicited, which made it very pure and really, really interesting and, and humbling and awesome at the same time. So Tom and, and uh, it was short, right around NRA show, we basically had come up with the company name. We had come up with the concept of having an event. Um, and so we, we kind of kicked off this trial event in, in Nevada in March, which, you know, just got a group of companies together, brought some dealers in from the local area down there in Nevada, California, Idaho. We had some down in Oregon that came in and we did kind of a dealer live fire event just to test the waters on, on what we wanted to do and how we wanted to orchestrate that. And it was really, really cool and really well received. We had a ton of fun and and uh, we will do another one of those. And we're actually doing that in conjunction with SHOT Show. We'll talk about that a little bit in a little bit. But cool. So we get to NRA Show. The day before NRA Show, the website went live. We showed up at, at uh, nine companies now at NRA Show that had all jumped in. Um, we were all at the NRA Show. That was nine companies spread between three booth locations. And, and it was a freaking chaos, mass chaos scene at, at NRA Show trying to figure out how we how we get everything structured. The logo had been launched. We didn't even have t-shirts yet. Um, we did, uh, we, we'd actually launched a podcast, uh, VFOB radio mm-hmm. and had our guy, Rob Hefner there, Birdman running, running interviews. He got an interview with the, all the companies and launched the podcast, um, on Memorial day with the first, uh, episode being Donna Axelson and Cindy Dietz talking about Memorial day and what that meant to them, cool. which was super powerful kickoff. Yeah. And, uh, 
And then everything kind of culminated to this event we had this weekend. And Tom jumped in and said, hey, I want to plan an event up here. There's a couple specific reasons I'd like to do that. One, because I'd like to do it. Two, because it's uh, it's the site of the only Benghazi memorial in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, in Big Fork, Montana has the highest rate of veterans per capita in the country. And the county that the Big Fork... the the memorial is in the Benghazi memorial has the highest rate of veterans in the state. So hmm. very veteran focused area. Yeah. And, uh, he felt we could do something and I'll, I'll, I'll let him jump in and talk a little bit about what that event was like and, and, uh, more about it. Yeah. So there was actually a couple other, other really good points about why I wanted to do the event here. Uh, there's some major companies that have manufacturing plants up here. We have proof, uh, Falcor, Nemo, Kimber has their marketing uh, outfit here, and Montana Rifle Company. They're all up here in the valley, all within uh, you know a few miles of each other, and they're just. I mean, along with those companies, there's there's a, a myriad of others that are just phenomenal, phenomenal weapons and uh, outdoor based companies, mm-hmm. and they're all drawn to this location just because of what's here up up in Montana. And you know, it's it's uh, it's just a really interesting place to be, especially if you're talking about you know being in the arms industry. And so I had, I had already kind of started some conversations with some of these companies, and when I started throwing out the idea about a show. They all jumped on board instantly, and you know it, it was it was in varying degrees on how much they could help or not. But they all wanted to do something, and especially when I started throwing out the fact of you know it's a veteran, it's going to be a veteran-based nonprofit uh, benefiting uh, show. Every one of them were bending over backwards to do whatever they possibly could, and so I, I approached Casey with it. And um, I, I didn't even have the Benghazi Memorial yet. That that was that that wasn't until later. Uh, I was hoping to be able to get that for a site. But uh, when I started going down this path, everything just kind of started falling in place for it. And it really was, you know, I, I, I you know, through my whole career, I, I kind of, I don't, I don't tend to, you know, espouse uh, religion or anything. But this was destiny that it, it was going to happen here. Everything fell into place. Everywhere I went, somebody had just canceled. Or somebody had just said, you know, hey, I can't, I can't do that event. And so whatever's going to happen, and, and and things just kept falling into place, and it was the weirdest thing for the me. Stars aligned. They they really did, you know. And it, it was everybody just every time I started talking about the event and my idea initially. Um, so this all kind of, I mean, long story short, it all pretty much came from the fact that when I started selling the ammunition, and I think we can get into this a little more with the uh, the myth uh, okay. issue, the frangible, uh, the frangible side. But to really get people to understand some of the ammunition that we have, it takes them coming out and shooting it. And so I can talk to them all day long and get them to you know, understand the, the properties of the rounds and what happens when you shoot it and how close you can get to steel. But until you actually go out there and shoot this ammunition three inches away from steel, you don't get it until you do it yourself. Right. You know, it's just weirdest thing. And so Minden proved it for me when we did the distributor show in Minden. Uh, you know, to be able to do that and get people out there and get them jazzed about it. And so I took that whole idea and I said, I, I want to do this and uh, I want to do it up in Montana. I want to get the, the public involved because that's really what it's going to take to get them to start, you know, really understanding the ammunition and start getting them to ask for it from all the dealers in the area. Yeah. You got to so, get it in front of them. You got to get it in their hands, man. Oh, yeah. And, and so with that, knowing that all these other manufacturers up here, if you think about a you know, high end proof gun, you're talking about, you know, six to seven thousand dollars with the with the optics on it. The same with Falcor and Nemo. Though I mean their their high end guns are yeah. outrageously expensive. <laughs> They're beautiful, fantastic weapons. Gorgeous. I love Nemos, yeah. 
Oh yeah, but for people to buy them, you know, it, some of them really want to shoot it first, and so why not? I'm going to give you the opportunity to do it, and that's what I brought to the table, and that's what all those companies did for me, and that was the basis of what I really wanted to do with this event, and uh, it, I think I accomplished that and some. So, well, uh, it I set up a, yeah, it set up an awesome foundation for future events, and the you know the the crowd draw folks that jumped in from Montana again, all them were from Montana too, outside of Tig, right? Tom. That's it. Yep, every one of them. Yeah, even the uh, so Jana, uh, Jana Waller, um, Tom and Olivia Opry, Laramie Sasquatch Miller. All, all these folks had. <laughs> That's had, an appropriate uh, name for Montana, right? Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah, it is. But they all have great outdoor shows, and they all do this great hunting stuff. And uh, it, they all jumped on board instantly. They all wanted to be a part of it. And n- not only that, I, I didn't even know the man. Uh, a friend of mine did, and uh, he said, "Hey, I can get you Jack Hanna's number if you want to talk to him." <laughs> That's cool. And I said, "Yeah, sure, I'll talk to him." And uh, as soon as I talked to Jack and told him it was a veterans event, he said, "Yes." Awesome. And I'm like, okay, it's all about hunting. Not another so word. Oh, just, yes. It's not a problem. Yes, I got it. I'm there. Well, and beyond the fact that he showed up, he showed up with family in town and a daughter in the hospital. So the guy was like over the moon about coming to this and just said, I got to be there um, and support this event. And, and he's that kind of guy. And he was just fantastic. And he said, man, now that I understand what this is, when we hit this thing next year, we'll make sure and just, just get it, you know, do everything I can do to help it grow. So we, we definitely planted the seeds there. Well, here Ron um, the was going to be there. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Ron was there. He, he, yeah, Ron. he heard Ron was going to be there, and that's the closest thing he can get to a Sasquatch. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, until you see Laramie Miller, then you you're like, all right, there that is that is Sasquatch right there. <laughs> yeah, he's a big man. Yeah, yeah, he is huge. Ron with his uh, his hair going right now. We're we're in a uh, we're doing the same uh, charity with the Hawks Locks for Kids. Nice. I don't know if you guys see my hair or not, but it's it's getting yeah, there. Yeah, it's it's getting there, man. I'm on round two actually. I I've already done it once. Um so I'm nice. I'm going through my second round right now. Very nice. nice. Yeah. So we yeah, we kicked off we kicked off that event. The event went awesome. Um, it was definitely a, the, a for, from our first year event and a first year you want to you want you want to break even on that on that deal and and mm-hmm. basically kick this thing into high gear for massive growth going forward. We've right. definitely got that. But we, I mean, the response we got even from the partners in the industry. I mean, Nate sitting there in your office. Nate drove from Florida with his guys to get there, and yeah. and uh, God and Guns podcast guys drove up from I think they're in Tennessee or Georgia. They're they in drove Kentucky, up. yeah, Kentucky. So they're close. Yeah, that's they, a good, they drove good group up. of guys there, man. They're friends great of mine. Guys. Yeah. yeah, great guys. That that was you know that was cool. We had guys from Arizona that drove up. We had guys from all the surrounding states, um, connecting states that drove in, guys and gals, and it was it was just. It was just really humbling, actually, to see now the response. Now you're making me feel bad, man. No. <laughs> you were you should, invited. You I was there. invited. I know. I know. I had I had prior commitments that I could not break. And now Jack oh, Hanna's yeah. Jack Hanna's even making me look like a douche. So. Well, right. You know that, that was the that was really the thing is it, you know when I was started this thing. I, it really took about well, I guess I had about four months to get it off the ground and going. And so, you know, with when you start looking at these events in general, most people, you know, when I started talking to them about it, they said, "Well, you need a year to plan this." And I said, "Well, I got I got four months. I'm good." And uh, so, <laughs> I mean, that's just the attitude. You know, you have to get it done. And so, yeah. uh, I launched it, and I, I didn't expect the the outpouring of support that I had, and it was really nice to see. And especially, you know, again, like Nate coming all the way up from Florida. That was on even shorter notice. I think he probably had a week to to understand how what was going on, and so that was monumental on, yeah. on there. Um, 
But you know, next year is forty-six the hour drive. Is that what it was? It was a forty-two yeah. hour drive. What 46. was actually difficult was that we had two sites that we were going to be at. So we had the vendor booth area, and then we also had to do our range demonstration, which was about five miles away. Was that? Yeah, done? five to like six miles away. Yep, you yep. got it. And that was sight unseen, so we didn't know what we were going into, and still had to be prepared for it. So just yeah, like yeah. he said, get the mission accomplished and get it done. Get, do what you got to do. And that's the beauty of everybody that we work with, too, you know, is they all have that same mentality. And so we all just like, let's get it done. Let's do it. And so um, it, it was nice to see that. But I don't I didn't expect everybody to be able to do it. Just like you said, prior commitments. And that's what happened with a lot of the vendors I had, you know, that I was trying to reach out to. They just weren't able well, to do it. I'm, prior I'm not missing so. next year's. So. No, August. Uh, we're we're shooting for the first weekend in August for next year. So it's already up on Facebook as a formal event, so it's locked in. So just book it. And be All right, there. no excuses. Book. <laughs> book. Is it going to be Montana again? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. We're going to do it at a different location, though. I'm trying to get it all into one site, so it's uh, yeah. we can do everything all, all enclosed. It's really tough to do the three different sites that we had, and uh, you know, it just you start losing people when you start. Well, I don't want to get too much into how to actually make events work, but I think most people get it. You Everybody's know, start, got their own formula, man. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, get everybody together, and and when you have shooting and and vendors and stuff going on all in the same area, and they can kind of walk around. You talked about it, Tom. You called it basically the as a few weeks out, it had morphed into the shooting carnival, yeah. and that's that's really what it, that's really what it turned into. I mean, it's tickets for trying stuff out, and it's there's there we had stuff there for kids. There was climbing walls and bounce houses and BB gun shooting, and and uh, lots and lots of kids came in, which was awesome to see and and had a blast. So yeah, yeah it was archery great and moving targets. Now, was, this know, a, they, was this a fundraiser? Also, were you doing? Uh, yeah, it was for a lone survivor and special operations wounded warrior. Okay, very good. So that that helped out as well, but. Um, yeah. You know when when you like you start thinking about getting it all together, and so I had one company up there. It was uh, Nat Warfare. They have these drone targets that fly at eighty miles an hour. You shoot them with shotguns. One of the funnest things you could ever do any time in your life is is go out and shoot these things. <laughs> shoot drones. And shoot drones. Oh that fly my gosh! Miles an hour. And that not would only be you awesome. shoot them, they have little uh, sure shot discs on the bottom of them, and so when you hit it with the shotgun uh, pellet, it actually explodes. <laughs> and so this little trail of sparks goes back behind the drone, and it keeps flying around, right? So if I can get that at the same site as the show and have it zip the crowd every once in a while so that it draws attention and people go, yeah, what's that? You go, well, go out and shoot it, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they will. So it's uh, you know, come it's over here and I'll show you what it is. Yeah, exactly. that's right. Hey, if you yeah, can, it was cool. If you can set it yeah. up so, so I can shoot it from the bounce house, I'm there. Yeah, nice it. that bouncy it's thing. Done. You could have done that. Well, the and so that kind of brings us to the culmination of what the heck is VFOB, and and we so we kind of said, okay, how do we get here? So now, now what is it? Because we had to really define it, and right. and so the the veterans forward operating base, forward operating base means something to those guys that have been downrange because that's that's what the downrange location is called, is the FOB. Um, it, it's it's a play on words because we started with the family of brands coming together, and so we said, hey, that that uh, acronym actually works well, all being former acronym using guys. Um, it made perfect sense to Works us. Works so, well on a patch, too. 
That's right. Yeah. So the VFOB concept is an umbrella concept. And the reason it's an umbrella concept is because it doesn't have to stop within the outdoor community. And we've already seen it start to start to grow beyond that. And it's doing it organically because we're not sitting in a room in a think tank going, hey, what if we did this? What if we did this? What if we did? It's just happening so fast. We're just trying to keep a hold of it and, and keep keep up with it. So mm-hmm. the, the concept is as big as um, you know, what if we can do enough to help our veterans that all these failures of the VA don't matter anymore? I mean, that's that's a big undertaking, and, but that's kind of where our head's at. How Trying big to can cut we the reliability this? off of the VA. It, yeah, exactly. So if we go, okay, it's a group of companies, it's a group of like-minded patriots that have come together, and all these companies right now are companies that would either be, there's some overlaps, there's multiple gun companies that are part of EFOB already, where there would be competing in some capacity that have said, we're going to be competing anyway. Let's at least have the thing in common where we help others. And it's gone beyond veterans to be first responders, firemen, law enforcement, awesome. and so on and so forth, which we've been really careful to include, mm-hmm. um, especially with the stuff going on in the country right now. It couldn't be more um, important. But we, right. So we've got these companies. They're coming in like crazy now. Um, I think we're at 15 companies. A couple of those are service organizations. A lot of them are manufacturers, but that's the level in which we're, we're bringing them in. And then we go out and we provide a service level. The VFOB provides a service level based on what that company says they need. So mm-hmm. at the highest level, it's I need a distributor. I need sales team. I need pro staff. I need a media kit. I need uh, professional photography done. I need social media support. I, I need all those things. There is a membership level for that at the top level. Um, at the at the lowest end level, it's I want to be a partner. I, I just want to be be involved in these be activities. I want to yeah. use the logo. I want to put the VFOB family member patch on everything that I do. And I want people to know that we're supporting foundations. And a lot of these companies coming in are already supporting in some way. So it makes sense to them already. So right. that was kind of, so this family brand starts to form and we've got all these, you know, everybody kind of happens to be in the outdoor industry right now. We had a guy call us a few weeks ago and said, hey, I'd like to launch a division of the VFOB that focuses on the four by four off-road community. Mm-hmm. He said, could we do that? And I, I was like, man, that's really not what we've got going on in front of us. And I had to step back for a day and go, man, there's a ton of overlap. Most of us have four by four trucks or Jeeps or mm-hmm. whatever amongst the group of us. And there is a ton of overlap there. They're not all gun owners, but do they have to be to be patriots and support vets and first responders? Absolutely not. So yeah. I said, here's the, here's the catch, dude. You want to do that? I need your help to run it. And he jumped right in with both feet and said, absolutely. Um, he said, if, if I can do this for forever, I'll do it because um, I'd like to do it. He's already put together and executed a rally, and it's only been – it's been less than a month. And mm-hmm. so he had a, he had a rally the same day we were in Montana uh, and had 54 by 4 show up, and they Sweet. went and did a rally drive, and that was cool. We had a guy come in and said, hey, I want to stand up a training division to make sure we're getting your folks trained mm-hmm. um, at the level of legally defensible type training. So when you're in a shooting scenario, you're thinking – you have an overlay of that scenario with what's legally defensible here mm-hmm. before I pulled the trigger. Uh, he's a 25 year veteran of the FBI. So just a ridiculous volume of experience there. Um, the 22 connection is a company that's part of the group and they've, they've launched a women's focus division really from an education standpoint for women, mm-hmm. but also an education standpoint for our industry where they're falling short with women shooters that are coming in in droves um, and, and joining the rest of us to, to be gun carriers. And they're the fastest growing demographic in the shooting sports now. So yeah. um, all of that stuff has happened literally in the last six to nine, six to eight weeks. It, it's been wow. absolutely crazy how fast it's come together. So it's like you said, it's not, you guys are, aren't just limiting to the outdoors. You're any veteran owned business. Is that right? 
It doesn't even have to be veteran-owned, just veteran-supporting, patriotic, veteran-first responders supporting. So to get in as a company, if they call up and said, hey, I manufacture Widget X, and I'd like to be part of the VFOB, um, there's four things we look at, and we do put them through a vetting process because they don't just get in. They don't just pay their money. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. I'm sure you're not just letting anyone in. No, absolutely not. And so the first thing is they've got to have a culture of veteran and first res- and or first responder support. And, and a mm. culture is different than, hey, I write a check once a year and send it off somewhere. Right. Uh, a culture is I give a crap about what happens with that money, where it goes to, and, and it's it's something that you know, makes up the fiber of our company. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and so that's, that's item number one. And we really like companies that call and say, hey, we don't have that today, but we'd really like to put it in place. Because right. then we're going from zero results to, to something that didn't exist before. Mm-hmm. So, so to let people know that want to be part of this or learn more about it, you don't have to be veteran-owned. You just got to be re- willing to jump in and do something and, and, and help serve others. So there, there's that piece. And then like um, you said, if they're if maybe they're just writing the checks, you guys can teach them and coach them on what they need to do to be – Absolutely correct, yes. To qualify um, for it. Yeah. Including some of the largest companies in the, in the industry because some of the, a lot of those companies will write a check every year. They definitely don't have a culture – of supporting the, that that entity, and, and we can absolutely help them build that in. So that's that's easy to do, and the more resources they have, the easier it is to do if they choose to do it. So awesome. that's that's cool. And then, so then, um, customer service record, which is pretty easy to find these days online. If if they've wronged their customers, people are going to let them know about it, and mm-hmm. it's pretty easy to find that. Their warranty has to basically be the equivalent of if there's a problem, we're going to fix it. Um, and then their product quality, if they're a manufacturer, which we have a team of former operators and and some non-operators too that get some product and and test it out, put it through the ringer and check, you know, use it for a couple of weeks. And then we go back mm-hmm. and say, here's where we're, you know, here's where you're good. Here's where you're not. You're either recommended for entrance or you're not. Then the board of directors reviews that recommendation and they're either in or they're not. And cool. so it's a process. It what takes about some time. a, uh, I don't know, a, a podcast that, yeah, absolutely. Well, we have and we have VFOB Radio, and we were working with God and Guns. They've jumped in and been part and said, "Hey, we want to be part of this." If oh, well, I got to so, get in if they're getting in. I, I can't so let go them to, get in. You go to veteransfob.com. On the front page, you're going to see Warrior Talk Radio. You're going to see God and Guns podcast. You're going to see VFOB Radio all there. Soon to you're be talking to lead. See, you're about to see talking lead, and you're about <laughs> to see uh, shooting straight radio also, which were guys we met down in Orlando with Nate. Um, couple weeks ago so these are all people that have called and said we just want to help where we can help we will throw you on the show we'll get the word out if you got events coming up or new companies that have come in and it's been really really awesome to have that response from from the media side as well not only do i have the podcast and the youtube channel but nate will tell you we've got the lead sled that we can throw the logo on that is a beast heck yeah man that'd be sweet (laughs) and we'd we'd love to send it to you um Vector file. So, yep. Absolutely. You know, there's a big hood spot open right so now. So now there is. There's levels for everybody. You have the manufacturer level, which we've talked about. Yep. The de- dealers, distributors, chains, all those guys. They are automatically part of the VFOB if they're carrying at least five brands in their stores. Okay. So if they're supporting it, and what we've seen some of them do, like five Brownells of the family brands. Yes, of the yeah. family of brands. So, like Brownells has said to us, "Hey, we're we may be interested in building out a segment of our website and now our new store location." That, that has the logo hanging over the top and everybody underneath that uh-huh. is is part of a veteran focused brand you know supporting veterans in some way right. and I, I you know we're, we're like that'd be fantastic so the dealers have started to adopt some of that and and say we'll just build a section into the store so the consumers know because it allows them to market it that way mm-hmm. which is which is perfect um, and then down to the individual consumer patriot level um, 
those folks, just like being an NRA member, have the ability to be a member of the VFOB. And there's there's three options there today. There will only be two at some point here, but there's three today. There's a $40 a, a year option, which gets them a Grinch style T-shirt. It's very similar to the one that Kyle has on in the studio, only the logo's around on the front for the VFOB logo. Cool. Um, we'll have to take a picture they get of that. To, they get a sticker. Um so for their vehicle, a VFOB sticker, they get a lapel pin for the shows for the for the goofballs that like to wear lapel pins on everything. Um, and uh, you make it sound so nice. Casey. I know, right? It is. It sounds Maybe like you should do a trench coat. Uh, those people know who they are. They're, those people know who they are. Thirty that, they, pieces they of flair. But we're flare. looking at other options for lapel pin too. But so you, then, you then they call get flare. Yeah, yeah, flare. Right, fifteen mm-hmm. pieces of flare. Flare. So, <laughs> So they get uh, $5 a month off the Tactical Squirrel monthly subscription box, which is kind of the official subscription box, I guess, of the VFOB. It's not controlled by the VFOB, but they've come to us, and we put together and conglomerated products to go in there from the VFOB and other other companies out there. Hopefully at some point to be only VFOB companies as soon as we have enough to fill all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a cool program. If you haven't seen that, tacticalsquirrel.com. I'll throw the plug out for them because they're, they're yeah, awesome do. folks. Yeah, do it. What do they do now? Um, it's a monthly subscription box. There's bunches of them out there, but their focus on products in the box is to be made up of, of the majority of the products in the box every month being from companies that support veterans or first responders. Cool. So it's a, it's a cool mission they've got over there. And, and uh, Tina, that is the CEO of that company, Tina Sterlogson, is actually um, co-owner of the 22 Connection, which is one of the service-providing companies in, and runs the women's division in the VFOB. So a lot of connections there with them. Um, and uh, and then the the... the so there's a fifty dollar, um, so that's the forty dollar, and the fifty dollar level. The only difference between the forty dollar and fifty is a coin. So they get a they get a challenge coin, mm-hmm. um, and then those two elements are going to get five percent off the VFOB store each year that they're a member. So they can log into the store and they'll have a, a code and they can get their five percent off being a member of their member code member discount. So nice. then the exciting part is that there's only 1,000 lifetime memberships that are ever going to be sold. They're on sale now. People can get them. They're $250 for life. Oh, wow. So that's like the cheapest lifetime membership that, that exists mm-hmm. that we know of in the industry. Um, they get all those things that I mentioned. They get 10% off of the um, of, of the VFOB store for life. And and they also get um, the, the big thing on top of that for them is when we sell the 1,000th lifetime membership, the final one, mm-hmm. Um, everybody in that, every one of those thousand people's entered into a drawing to win uh, a prize pack made up of EFOB products. There's going to be guns involved. There's going to be ammo involved, Sweet. target systems, everything for like $3,500 value minimum. That's is what go, that's looking like right those now. Those are so quick. Yeah. So yeah, we've, we've blown through like the first 50 to 60 of those already. And, um, and now it's just getting the word out so people know that they're there. But this has so, been a whirlwind, man. I mean, you guys you, oh my gosh, you started this insane. after SHOT Show, this or not SHOT Show, but uh, NRA, NRA, right? Show. NRA. Yeah, NRA and you're, yeah, and you're to this point already. I mean, you yeah. guys have been tearing it up, man. So I look at VFOB <sighs> like can, a giant uh, super magnet. It's just pulled people from every corner of the industry in like a black hole. Uh, in it, a positive it, way. Yeah, yeah, in a positive absolutely. way. Yeah. yeah. It, but yeah, Nate can give draw. you the perspective. Nate can give you the perspective of another company that's been looking at it because we've been so built up in it. You know, I, I'm I'm always interested in hearing the perspective of those like Nate that are looking at it from the outside, going, "Are we doing the right things? And are we holding it? You know, holding, keeping ourselves honest and focused." Yeah, and, and they yeah, absolutely you can, you are. Can, 
Yeah, you can definitely see the draw, though. I mean, you're already really willing to jump on board with the uh, you know talking lead. I'm like, in. It's I'm it's in. one of those things that once people understand it. <laughs> but I know like, the I know I a lot of the people that are already this. involved with it, and I know the the caliber of character of those people, and that's the kind of people that I want to be associated with. So absolutely, knowing that absolutely. you know that you guys, that Ron, that Nate, that uh, Troy with God and Guns is is getting involved. I mean, that's the caliber of people that you're dealing with, and uh, you don't need to sell me anymore. I'm, I mean, I'm on it. I'm in. I'm there. I think, I think with a lot That's of people, why it works. Uh, I think with a lot of people getting really upset with what's been going on in the world, and um, I don't want to say a name, but you know, with other organizations that just are not quite filling the role of what they should have been doing and getting into a little trouble, a little bit. They last pay lip year. service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and with people seeing that this one is a true, genuine group, I mean, you can't lie. And when you when you lie about something, people will feel a little standoffish. Mm-hmm. With this one, there's no lying about it. No, I mean, you, can you just tell, see the, yeah, the brightness you can of the tell truth. when somebody doesn't fully believe in something. You know, right? Yeah. So, oh, we should hit on that too about the foundations. I, I didn't say that, but that's an important thing to note here too. Is that the the foundations that are supported now as part of from the VFOB side are, are foundations mainly that have been brought in by the members so far. It will probably continue to be that way. Mm-hmm. But those foundations have got to be absolutely squeaky clean with the way that they manage things, or they they will not be supported by us. They yeah. just can't be. We can't afford that in our in our side of the fence. We can't do that to our veterans and their families. And um, you know, there's been some of that stuff going on the last couple of years, and it's going. You know, there's something like forty-eight thousand foundations that that are that claim to support veterans yeah. out there. So there's yeah. a whole lot of those that are either dead, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, or, or there's issues involved. So you know, the, the, those that are just kicking tail out there are are few and far between, and we want to make sure we tie in with all of those. Yeah. Right, and from a manufacturer side of it, uh, we look closely at the nonprofits that we're going to support. Even more so in that uh, our own company's service disabled connected or service connected disabled veteran owned, uh, so we're absolutely going to laser beam in on a company and how they're supporting vets or not. Uh, from that, we've already found our own uh, nonprofits that we were supporting, and that's when we ran across VFOB and we decided uh, this is everything we've been looking for times one thousand. Yeah. yeah, so it was a natural choice for us. Very cool. Well, I think uh, Nate, we should talk about uh, talk about your safari donation too. I mean, that's this is a great place to talk about that because that's that's just was one of the most overwhelming things of the week for me. Let's do this. Uh, let's do our fact to fight the myth, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the safari donation. Awesome. So now it's time for the talking lead facts to fight the myths, and. We may have one or two. I don't know. I know Casey's got one, right? Or is it Tom? I do, for okay. sure. Okay, Casey's got one. So let's go ahead and, and uh, do Casey's. Yeah, I guess a great one for us because we battle it all the time. Um, and, and I'm seeing a lot of parallels, actually, between the way that our stuff works in the minds of the consumer and the way that Nate's and Nate's stuff works in the mind of the consumers, too. It's, it's got to see to believe kind of thing and understand to grasp it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the flagship portion of our ammo line um, is the reduced ricochet frangible portion of the ammo line. And so, like Tom said, we can talk about this all all day, but when we, we can show it in five rounds and people get it. So when you say the word frangible in the ammunition market, there are a million different things that go through a million different minds out there about what exactly that means. Mm-hmm. So there's people that see rounds that break into chunks and they call that frag, uh, frangible. It's actually fragmentation. So there's a big difference there. There's there's people like the entire country of Australia has a ban on frangible ammunition because some lawmaker 
believed that when you shoot someone with a frangible round, it turns to mystery dust inside them and it's completely untraceable. Yeah, um, kind of like is, a ghost gun. Uh, you know. Yeah, right, a ghost gun, exactly. Yeah. And, and it's, it's invisible, and it's you absolutely, can't see it. It's absolutely not the case, obviously. I'll be sure to say that in case somebody does believe that to be true. Um, if you shoot a frangible centerfire bullet, and centerfire is the company that we work with for the, for the frangible technology, um, it's going to operate just like an FMJ for the most part. Um, it's going to zip right through a person and poke a hole in them. If it hits a bone, a really hard bone and a really hard spot, you may get it to break into two pieces, but it's not likely. And it actually, if you were able to recover that bullet in its completed form, it would actually have better rifling marks on it than an FMJ would because it's soft material. So, um, so that's, you know, that's a big thing. That's a big myth that's out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, to talk about why we chose that product. So frangible ammunition, frangible bullet technology produced by Centerfire has been around for 20 years. It's been proven and the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center has been using it for decades now. Um, the reason they use it is twofold. It's lead-free, number one, for indoor shooting. So you don't have the hazmat piece of cleaning the lead up, um, including on the training rounds, the primer. So the it's lead free system completely. Um, and the other reason, and the more important reason to us, uh, is that if you shoot steel with it, you don't get the splash back and frags coming back and sticking in your body. So from a training platform, it's like the safest thing to shoot. It's, it's the only thing anybody should shoot, should shoot steel plates with. And mm-hmm. steel is becoming so prominent for instant response. I have the instant audible response or visual response to hitting that steel plate or flipper target or plate rack or dueling tree or whatever. Um, I know it and I can move on to the next thing. So I can generate a lot of competing drills and so on and so forth. That product Mm -hmm. is turning to dust when it hits those steel plates. So as long as it's hitting something harder than itself, it's very similar to the concept of a sugar cube. A sugar cube is a Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, Casey. Uh, no, go just ahead. say even even saying that, Casey. Though that the problem is, everybody has learned through pain and blood that shooting steel is yeah, it's fun, but you have to shoot it from at least twenty feet away, right. or else you're going to get hit. Right. And so you, yeah, yeah. And even saying that this thing's going to turn into powder, there's still a lot, well, I'm still going to get hit. Well, yes, you are, but it, it feels like sand coming back at you, like fast and sand, strong grades. Because most times, if you're you know. hit. Exactly. And, and until they get to that three inch mark and they're shooting and they don't get it and they're scared. And then once they get there, you'll see people unload magazines into steel at three inches and they're laughing their head off because it's like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to get past that, that fear factor and the idea that you're going you're gonna to get hurt. And then you start thinking about the impact on training and what can actually be done now. I've got steel movers from Nat Warfare that you can have coming at you and actually starting from you know seven yards away and drawing from a concealed position and shooting at steel and mm-hmm. getting that instantaneous reaction, not worrying about getting hurt. Now, it's, can, it's can you still use these as a self-defense round? So that's we'll, the, we'll, that's yeah, the beauty. I'll, yeah. let, I'll let Casey get into it. That's the beauty of it. Yep. Yeah. So before I hit the self-defense round, you can go transition drills. So that some people say, well, why would I ever want to shoot that close? If, if you think about the training practicality beyond standing behind a firing line and shooting at a target that's out at a set distance, mm-hmm. the concept of shooting at a moving target or moving moving towards a sh- in an aggressive, um, offensive-type posture to transition between rifle to pistol, and you think about SWAT teams, um, even if you get into the higher levels of our of personal training, mm-hmm. you want to have the dynamic aspect, and this allows you to do that and still shoot steel without having to shoot paper and then go back and go, okay, where did I hit the paper? Well, most of your, your confrontations, your gun confrontations, are going to happen within 
what is it like five feet or less? Yeah, it's like arms reach. Yeah, right? exactly right. Arms so, reach. so now on the ho- on the hollow point side, that's really interesting. So we knew on the training side to answer Marcus's request that we incentivize people to want to train more. Um, there's there's two main things on the training side. One is it's for shooting steel. It's also higher price because it's a copper based system. Um, so it's higher than FMJ, but they're two different products, just as different as FMJ and hollow points are different. Nobody expects FMJ and hollow points to be the same price. Quick question, but Casey. Getting, uh, what's quick that? question, Casey. Do you also yes, offer yep. bulk uh, bulk uh, pricing for ranges and for training or for law enforcement departments? We do, absolutely. There's LE pricing, there's bulk range pricing, there's programs for ranges so they can build this stuff into their system absolutely across the board. Ranges is one of the hugest users of this, especially indoor ranges because of the hazmat piece. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting with Brandon Graves, the CEO at Centerfire, who's also a VFOB member. Um, V5 company member. And I said, I want to put the center fire bullet in Marcus's ammo for this specific reason. Because when I was at Vista, you know, ATK, Remington, Winchester, they, Federal, they all have this bullet that they've built into their products. The problem is, is that it's always been a dud because they've never educated the consumer. So Cabela's has already told us that this is by far the most successful frangible round that's ever come onto their shelf because we're educating the consumer as we go. Um, so that's key. So I, sitting with Brandon, it was it was absolute no-brainer to build this into our training system for training and range ammo. So I then told Brandon, okay, I got to get a hollow point round and build something up that's cool for self-defense. And he said, hey, I got something here on the shelf. Let me show it to you. So he hands me one of their centerfire projectiles, the training projectile, with a hole drilled in the front, thus a hollow point. But it's literally drilled into the into the bullet. And I said, okay, cool. What does it do? So he pulled out some gel blocks and some test data, and we looked through it. And, I, and they'd had it on the shelf for a couple of years, but they'd never fielded it anywhere. And I said, why didn't you ever launch this? Because so what it and, and well let me lay let me start stay there so why didn't you launch this his response was it doesn't do well in auto glass and the reason it doesn't do well in auto glass mm-hmm. auto glass is very hard in fact mm-hmm. most traditional bullets struggle with auto glass if it's not a bonded right. bullet they really struggle so yeah. so this bullet just comes apart it it will with two or three rounds in the same spot go you know defeat the auto glass eventually because it is hard it's not super soft but mm-hmm. um but it's an issue for police for police that are concerned about auto shootings. So, so I said, okay, cool. So I said, well, let's. What does it do? And they said, well, there's a couple of interesting things here. If you hit a soft target to the depth of the hollow point, will fragment. Now, not frange, it will fragment into pieces. Mm-hmm. You'll get kind of a starburst pattern with eight to nine inches of of depth that spreads out. I mean, the the, the spacing on it is fantastic. And then the base of the bullet, which is roughly sixty percent of the weight retention, is still penetrating. So. That if you know anything about what what happens when you shoot a person or an animal or whatever, there's two things that stop that person or animal, and that's blood loss or central nervous system damage. So mm-hmm. this bullet actually plays at both of those because now you have multiple permanent wound channels, and you also have the penetration that you need to reach those vital organs and and uh, central nervous system potentially. So that's what it does on soft targets. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. And it's because it gives you what you need for terminal performance for a great self-defense round. But to, but to me, what may, what really sets it apart from, from anything else that's out there is that if you miss, or I should say when you miss, I don't care if you're a police officer, an operator, an individual, and how much you've trained, yeah. it's going to happen. When you walk out your front door, the pu- public is made up of hardened objects. It's made up of steel. It's made up of glass. It's made up of tile, asphalt, Brick, cinder blocks, wood, bricks. Yeah. Right. So when it hits those hard substances, 
it's going to start to dump energy and break into its it's going to basically start to frange so it's reduced ricochet for a reason because i'm going to greatly reduce my chance of collateral damage due to ricochet downrange which we know of multiple cases where people have been killed with ricochet now take that and and apply that to an active shooter situation we can take ones that have actually happened school shootings theater shootings mall shootings you all have all of those have one thing in common and that's people hiding behind chairs under desks in lockers um, down the hallway whatever um, you know, Tom's executed this this test a number of times. But we do what's called a skip shot test. You can actually look it up on YouTube on our uh, on our Snake River Shooting Products YouTube page. We have it on there, the skip shot test, where you lay down a piece of steel and you shoot a standard, let's say a gold dot or an HST or critical defense, anything that's out there that's a fantastic self defense round. I'm not taking anything away from them because they're great rounds. But when you shoot that steel, you can tumble it through um we put out uh cardboard targets 5 10 and 15 meters with another piece of steel behind them and you can ring that steel on the back end and you can knock that hunk of steel over and you can you get a giant hole going through all three of those targets that's the ricochet aspect if i take the if i take the tnq ammo and i shoot that steel plate you get some perforation at five meters after that or at sorry is it five feet tom or five yeah five feet right about five feet yeah and you'll get little little pinholes you get perforations on that five foot target and at, by the time you get to the second and third target, you're talking bee stings. So now you're not tumbling something through somebody. They may have a few pinholes in them, but they're not going to die. And and that's that's a big deal when it comes to hostages or people hiding in the back of bakeries mm-hmm. like happened in big, Sydney, Australia. Heavily um, poli- populated uh, yeah, scenarios. Yeah, at least like um, a mall or school or something, something like that. Yeah, big We think there's people. We know there's cops. Absolutely. And we know there's cops that have not pulled the trigger because they're worried about collateral damage downrange. And it's it's going to only be a bigger deal for them. So now with active shooter situations, conceal carry, police backup weapons, anybody that's in position because it's 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 created for active shooters, hospital guards, um, mall security, uh, theater guards, all we're gonna see we're gonna see armed security in a lot more locations going forward. And it's by necessity now. And at the same time, we're going to see cops pull back off the line because they're getting pushed back off the line and nobody's got their back. And so this is a big deal for us to consider. And the best part about it from a consumer's perspective is that price of that ammo sits on the shelf about 25% cheaper than their than their other hollow point ammo. So it's, it's kind of a no-brainer. It really is. And we love that. That's the flagship piece. We have some standard ammo. We have some great hunting ammo that's just launched um, that's got solid copper stuff in it that's not frangible. Um, so we've got a number of other things in the line that are great, but that's the one we spend time talking about and demonstrating mm-hmm. to people because it's so different than what's out there. So today. how did you address the uh, the windshield? We we just I, I'm up front with any police officer that's a patrol agent that's worried about windshield mm-hmm. shootings, and and a lot of them have told me the percentage of that the chance of that is so low i don't care about it i'm much more concerned about pulling the trigger and having a round skip down range than i am having to shoot through a windshield so we've seen cops that have said i don't care i'm going to carry it um we've had lots of swat teams that said if i have to shoot through a windshield i'm going to use my rifle i'm never going to use my pistol so i'll I'll, i would love to put this in my backup rifle or my backup pistol so that's um you know that's the response we just honest about it and just say that's that's the deal everything has a drawback and it's pros and cons we think the pros outweigh the cons Pros outweigh the cons on this one yeah definitely especially i mean when they're shooting at windshields like you said a lot of those are going to deflect 
a lot of time anyway with the curvature of the windshield yeah, and whatnot. Absolutely. It's so tough to defeat windshield yeah. glass. Most people don't realize that, but it is super it, tough to do. Another thing You're still being... going to get penetration with this round. It just It's not nearly as effective going through a windshield. It makes a nice little hole, mm -hmm. but once it hits that windshield, it really starts to fragment, and you get little tiny chunks going through, especially with the glass going into the gel block if you have a gel behind it. But it's just not effective enough until you can remove that, that window. It's not one I'm going to tell the cop, hey, you can rely on this for your life at close range with a car that's charging at you. I can't, I can't stand behind it for that. Yeah. Um, and that's why we're just. But this just ammo is available to civilians as well, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. It sits on it sits on your local gun dealers mm -hmm. uh, and ammo dealers shelf. Typically, if it's uh, you know, especially Cabela's, uh, there's a couple places up here in Montana that have it, mm -hmm. and it, it, it's available. And then what I have to end up doing though is, and what kind of drove me again to the V Fob Outdoor Expo was, it helps to get the the salespeople to understand it by taking them out and shooting it. Yeah. And once you show all these pieces that we're talking about, then they start getting it, and then they start explaining it to their customer yeah. it, who is going to be a little harder sell but if you can show that one it's cheaper than uh, you know the, the hollow point round is cheaper than your typical self-defense round that's that helps out a lot mm -hmm. and the other thing that like for me especially you know again uh, again I was a 21 year Navy SEAL we train like we fight all the time so we use the same rounds constantly we're doing the same thing over and over again and we, we do it as realistically as possible you can take this training round that we have without the hollow point, which is almost exactly like the hollow point version. You can shoot steel. It's a little cheaper to shoot than the hollow point. You can shoot it all day long, and then you can put that hollow point into your self-defense gun, and you are shooting primarily the same round. Now, if you're going to go out and train on a, uh, you know, on any other uh, range with any other ammunition, you're going to buy the cheapest ball ammo you can find, mm -hmm. and then you're going to throw this amazingly high-tech self-defense round in there that costs you $25, $26 for 20 rounds, and it's going to be different. It's going to be slightly different than what you were training with in the first place. Mm -hmm. Not with our ammo. You're, you're paying slightly more to get that self-defense round than a training round. And you're, you know, for the self-defense round, you're again, like Casey said, it's about 25%, but 20 mm -hmm. rounds typically are about 14 to $15 for 20 rounds, just depending on where you get it right. compared to 25 to 26. So and if you're buying bulk, then of course it's going to go down a little bit, right? Absolutely. Okay. And, and people can go to um, snake river or team never quit either one and get this ammunition. Yeah, they can. Well, they can find where it's located, and what and the thing I'll throw out to your listeners, you know, once if they're getting it, if they're understanding what we're they go talking the about, dealers, yeah, they they can go to their local dealer that they like working with, and if they if they have their dealer contact us, contact us to buy ammo, we'll set them up, and if they put ammo on the shelf, I'm going to send a box of ammo to the guy that helped do the referral. That's our that's our program for referrals for consumers. Cool. I'll send them a box of ammo all day long if they can if they want their dealer to carry it because then they'll have a place they can get it locally, which will save them on the freight. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's 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 um, it's just a new product. We're we're only a year and a half into it, and and we're still getting the word out. And so um, anybody can get a hold of us anytime and ask us questions on where to get it. And if it's not close, then we'll work with them to get a dealer awesome. that's close. So very good. Hey Marty, I did want to bring up too because yeah. we we shoot so many different calibers and different uh, types of projectiles and many different types of targets, uh, mostly because it's fun. Um, <laughs> The auto because variety is the spice of life. Right. So so saying that you know their projectile has issues with auto glass, the windshield is not the same as all the other windows, right? So if right. that officer steps to the side, it's going through the auto glass because those side windows are not tempered to the same 
uh, strength right. as the windshield. And, and I wanted to point that out. As the right. I wanted to point that out because a lot of people, they, they lose that. They gloss over it. But it's important yeah. because if the cop, I'm sorry, the law enforcement officer steps to the side and shoots through the glass, you know, it's a done deal. Yeah. Well, it all goes into training. You know? It does. And he shouldn't be standing in front of the car if he can help it anyways. <laughs> don't need or to be, yeah. They <laughs> need to be straight. diving to the side, probably. Well, I, I'll, I'll throw out something, too, on 223, because we have the frangible product, this is the training round in 223. And when we launched that product, you know, it's something I've shot a lot. There's two varieties. There's a 45 grain that's pretty hot and pretty fast. Um, that's really meant for shooting steel at standard rifle training distances, 25 mm-hmm. meters or more. And the, anything inside of there, you can, you know, if you got, a, especially if you got a bad piece of AR 500, you can poke a hole in it, but it dimples your steel, so it'll wear your steel out faster, close. So mm-hmm. we have a 55 grain that we've slowed down that you can shoot at pistol ranges. You can walk right up on the steel and shoot it, um, just like you do a pistol, which is and, and get the same longevity out of your steel, which is awesome. Um, but one thing that's come up that we didn't know about going into this because nobody's ever really pushed it this way before is we've got a guy down in Texas who helicopter hog hunts and he contacted us from the concept of, I want to shoot frangible out of the helicopter because when I fly low and people are shooting rocks and stuff, we get frags that come back into the helicopter and I don't want that to happen. And I said, I said, well, it's not really a hunting round. I said, you're welcome to try it, but um, you know, go for it. So he called back and he says that 223 45 grain bullet is the best hunting round I've had to shoot hogs with of everything that I've tried. And I said, what are you talking about? I said, it just poking holes in them, isn't it? And he says, no, it's going inside of them and it's tumbling and it's just wrecking them and pulling a giant freaking exit hole in them. And it's just wrecking hogs. And he absolutely is in love with it. So I called back to the center fire and I talked to him. I said, you know, what's, what's going on? And they said, well, the guy, the ops manager here shoots his deer with it every year because the, the length of the bullets tend to be longer because you're trying to get the same grain weight or close to the grain weight out of a out of less heavy material because you don't have the lead. And so that bullet is long when it goes in. It flies great, and when it hits that target, it starts to tumble. And so he's just absolutely in love with it for a hunting round for hogs. So that's that's just an interesting point also on the 223 ammo. Well, and a lot of people don't even think that you can shoot effectively at at the pigs with uh and, and and put them down with the 223 ammo which is something that you know in florida we we shoot pigs quite a bit and we we shoot them with whatever we can that we have on us at the time because they're, they're not it game. doesn't always take a 458 so come for no example. no but it's pretty fun with 458 <laughs> 450 bushmaster or 50 be a wolf let um, me ask you this what uh for but, competition shooters would this be uh ammunition that they could use in competitions is it the knockdown still there I can answer that one. I've, I've been shooting steel with it quite a bit and shooting uh, all different types of uh, targets out there. And I have not seen it have an issue with knocking down any steel. And I, I, I mean, I don't think I've even ever reset a target to make it lighter to knock down or not. It just, it works just the same because you're okay. still still talking about the same great, uh, grain weight. And so it's still carrying that same mass. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, like Casey said, either it's going to be a slightly larger bullet or, or maybe not. But uh, it, it has no issue, as far as I've seen, about knocking any steel down. No, it's been okay. awesome for that. Well, yeah. I was going to say, that would, for competition shooters, because a lot of their targets are a lot, you know, in closer too. Uh, yes. That'd be a, a good safe round for... It's, it's one of the it's one of the things like when I start talking about training again, and you start talking about doing three gun competition or something, you know, something yeah. similar like that. They all have the target a little further out, or the steel's further out, and you can see it all. This this will really change some of those competitions if you can shoot steel in closer. Mm-hmm. It, it, it makes it 
much more interesting to, and you know your target placements can be much different. Uh, you're just not worrying about a lot of those issues anymore because you're not worrying about something splattering back at you. Right. Okay. Very cool. All right. So that was a good long fact to fight the myth. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It no, that's perfect. That's... If we could have shot in your in your studio, we could have showed it way faster. <laughs> understood. Understood. Now, there was something we were going to circle back to. Did we did we get to that in that during was, that, or were we going to? No, that was a safari. Oh yeah, the safari. Okay, so now let's uh, let's let's hit on the. Well, the I'm going to try, try to make the story short and sweet. Uh, basically, a couple weeks ago, I went to a friends of NRA dinner. Uh, make it funny though. Okay, I was drinking <laughs> at the friends of NRA dinner, <laughs> there you go. which uh, lent to uh, more bids than I would normally put on auction items, um, and won a couple other things through the raffle. Uh, but but most of what I won was through auction items, and I try to do a lot of those because it does support our industry and it does go to good causes, which is why when we did the charity event up at um, Big Fork, Montana for VFOB, we mm-hmm. were bidding there as well and also drinking. <laughs> so. That that's usually when you get the best uh, donations, right? And, and exactly. Auctioned is alcohols involved. So one of the yeah. things that I won at the Friends of NRA dinner was a uh, nine thousand dollar safari for up to four people in South Africa. Ooh, you didn't tell me that. I did not tell you that because we got this in the works with VFOB behind the scenes. Sweet. So what we're trying to do with it, uh, we still have to come up with the airfare and trophy fees, which. I'm pretty sure we can find industry partners to to come together with this because there's going to be a lot of opportunity for cross-promotion between companies and VFOB. But we want to put it all together as a all-expenses-paid package for four uh, wounded veterans and send them out uh, down to South Africa for a -a once-in-a-lifetime hunt. Awesome. That'll be cool. So when are you going to have this, when are we going to do this? Uh, we're working with VFOB right now to to work okay. together and uh, get it figured out how we're going to market it and uh, okay. get it out so well, that everyone hears about consider it. Consider talking led a a spot to market it and push it. Sounds great. It. We appreciate if it. If anybody uh, if anybody listening, Marty has uh, has an interest in supporting this. I don't care if it's an individual, if it's a company, who it is. Um, they can get a hold of us at info at veteransfob.com. We can sort that out and and start pulling in the donations for it. We are super awesome. super humbled by this act of kindness from. Uh, for Nate and the guys and, and just Frontier, the thought of yeah. let's get four wounded veterans and get them completely paid. So all they got to do is just go have a great time and experience something they wouldn't get to experience otherwise. So awesome. we're really, really excited about this. Yeah. And this isn't the Nate show or the frontier tactical show. This is uh, manufacturers and other companies doing what they should be doing in the first place. Um, and so we like to lead by example that safari was turned over directly to VFOB. It's their baby. Now nice. we're going to help support them as much as we can on our side. But it's not for us to get name recognition or anything like that. Sure. But I'm giving him name recognition because he's doing an awesome thing. And, and uh, Frontier Tactical is a good You deserve good it, Nate. You're going to get yeah. it anyway, brother. All right. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. Thank you. Like it or not. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so have we touched on everything that you guys wanted to talk about with, uh, with VFOB and Snake River and uh, Team Never Quit? Oh, we've covered a lot. We probably forgot yeah. stuff. We got so many irons in the fire, but uh, I yeah, I think we covered it. Did I okay. miss anything, Tom? 
Yeah, I think just just kind of really touching base on. We don't even have to mention all the different companies that we have right now, but there are so many products, outdoor products that are just absolutely phenomenal in our in our arsenal that we have through VFOB. It's just amazing, and you know that's that's one of the cool things about that show that we did is just showing some of the stuff that we have and how they all these different pieces fit together, and uh, you know, like just just one example, the bullseye camera. Uh, they're just looking at coming into the VFOB, and that camera itself is set. It's set up to uh, help you out on the range mm-hmm. and uh, make it easy to sight in and doing short and long distance. Phenomenal product, super easy to use, and it just increases your range time and your potential of actually getting things done faster. This, these are the types of products that we're bringing to the table with VFOB, and then uh, as far as Snake River goes, you know, and Team Never Quit, the hunting line of ammunition we just haven't even been able to really touch on. That stuff is absolutely phenomenal. It's again, it's all U.S. It's all the 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 bullets themselves are Maker bullets, CNC bullets. Just amazing reaction to these things. They hit, they spread out beautifully, and they have a hundred percent retention. And I, I have a hard time saying that, that any bullet's going to have 100% retention until you start looking at the performance of these rounds from Maker, and then you start believing it. You go, yeah, I, I see why uh, he can claim that. They are just absolutely phenomenal uh, rounds, and I, you know, that's that. this is the stuff that we're pulling in. These are the kind of products that we're offering up uh, you know, from VFOB to show that veterans have the capability of bringing you some phen- phenomenal, phenomenal outdoor products along with other things. Innovative, yeah. Absolutely, and we're we're really trying to bring the top of the line stuff to to the individuals out there that are interested in looking at it and trying it. And and all I can say is, you know, we don't have the time to spend uh, enough effort on every product. But people, once you get interested in VFOB, look at what we got and see what's out there, and, and you're going to start seeing there's a ton of stuff that we bring to the table that's just phenomenal. Very cool. Very cool. I would I would actually add to that that when you look at the uh, venue that we had uh, with the outdoor expo up in Big Fork, uh, Montana, and the products that you're that you're talking about that are coming out on the market and the companies themselves, the rest of the industry better step up its game because they're about to get left in the dust. <laughs> there you go. I like it, Nate. Thank you. All right, guys. So uh, we went a little long today, but that's okay. You know, there's some good information here. Really appreciate Tom and Casey being on, joining us. Well, that makes up for last week, right? Uh, no, last week was long, too. <laughs> the other one where you had the technical difficulties. That made up for the week before uh, last week where before, Google right. jacked up my audio with Jason Redman. And, uh, I mean, that was a great show that we did with Jason. He's and a great dude, too, yeah. He is. He's awesome. And uh, it was. It, we were trying to release it uh, in conjunction with his um, Brickyard 400 race you know because he was uh he won the nomination to be able to name the brickyard 400 this year and uh, he named it after his his uh charitable organization it's um I can't think combat of wounded coalition yeah, and the combat, yeah combat wounded coalition um that's one of the non-profits we support actually yeah okay yeah very cool and i've yeah we're on board with that too event he was supposed to come to the vfob event but we will forgive him because it was a cool thing he was out there doing yeah and so all the pictures and the videos if you go to their website uh you can go to jason redmond's website you can go to the combat uh wounded coalition uh and there's videos there's pictures there he did a an awesome uh i don't know what they call the opening ceremony speech um that he did there just getting everybody fired up for the race and and whatnot it was very patriotic uh, and I think it was right before Kid Rock went on or something like that. But 
<laughs> awesome. It was it was pretty cool. But we're going to be getting uh, Jason back on uh, sometime in September. It looks like uh, he's very busy. But they, they uh, keep him so busy. I, we tried to get him on today, but uh, Erica wouldn't let him get on. So he's they've had a busy week. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll get, definitely get him back on uh, coming up. Uh, I want to go ahead and thank our sponsors, Nordic Components. Check them out at nordiccomp.com. Cobalt Kinetics. Check them out at cobaltkinetics.com. X-Steel Targets. There's no reason you should be shooting paper targets anymore. X-Steel Targets, some of the best AR-500 targets that are out there. And uh, they can custom make targets for you as well. So check them out, xsteeltargets.com. X Steel Targets. And of course, our new sponsors, Frontier Tactical with the awesome Warlock system. And what are you calling your, your end caps? Do they have. That's a transportation and storage cap. Or are you talking about the handguard retaining? The, the handguard retaining caps. Right. Yeah, the handguard retaining uh, retainer adapter. Talk, talk about that real quick now that we got you on because we've not talked about that much. Right. So. Uh, if you look at uh, a standard AR-15, uh, where the handguards are retained at the gas block end, there's usually a little uh, cap there at the end made out of spring steel, whether it's round or triangular. Um, and that's what holds the muzzle end of a handguard, like the old A2 styles or even now with the new Magpul designed ones, or two-piece drop-in rails, you name it. So what we've done is we've replicated that uh, as a two-piece clamp that mounts onto your barrel. Uh, that allows you to remove that piece of spring steel. You no longer need it, and you can run handguards of any length on your barrel. You don't have to use carbine awesome. length. You don't have to use mid-length to a mid-length. You can run rifle length on a carbine length. You can run mid-length on a pistol length. You know, right. it, it frees you up to run whatever lengths you want. Um, and it's just a simple clamp-on adapter. Yep. You know, it's nobody's very, a, a nobody's very done it. Simple product, but very innovative. Um, that. You know, you would think somebody would have developed before now. You know, I, I ask myself these questions all the time when, <laughs> when, when I come up with this. But stuff, that's I'm, an example of what the type of products that you're going to be getting from VFOB. You know, absolutely. veterans coming in and innovative with these very innovative, but yet useful, very useful products. And those are available now, and they come with uh, the ID on them is 750 or 875, so you can run them on standard. Uh, uh, some of the light. Uh, profile barrels you can run them on depending on where your handguard is going to end up on the barrel because there are relief cuts for like the m4 style um, but on standard barrels and also on the semi bowl and bowl barrels you can run them with the 875 cool. and they they can go to frontiertactical.com and get those yep and they're available now they're currently anodized in black aluminum black aluminum and for the warlock system um they can go to your website but now you guys are starting to branch out and get into local gun stores right we're picking up dealers and distributors across right. the u.s so uh, go to your local gun store if they don't have the warlock system um have them get in touch with nate go to frontier tactical is that really absolutely and uh if you have any questions you can always contact me directly i'm you know i'm that kind of guy i'm not going to send your call over to india and he never sleeps so it's for the week <laughs> that's why i have this beard <laughs> it's a that's an awesome beard but that's a good montana beard right there man love that um, yeah, he fit in really well up here. It was kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> Multicam, check them out at Multicam Pattern. Our good friend um, Ernesto with Multicam, um, reaching out to him, trying to get him back on the show, get an update on what's going on with uh, Multicam and 
uh, their patterns and their uh, they've got some awesome race teams. Uh, we know you, you guys know we had Jeff on, and uh, he, he was doing the Iron Man thing. Now the Baja was it Baja One Thousand? I think is what it is. Uh, single man race on a motorcycle. They do that whole thing. It's pretty cool. So we'll check in with them and see how they've been doing. And uh, of course, by the time you hear this. Uh, the the big Talking Lead and Friends Independent Celebration giveaway will more than likely be over. Uh, it ends July the 31st, so by the time you guys are hearing this, it's probably already over. And hopefully you guys took part, entered. You had up to 80 uh, opportunities to get 80 entries into the giveaway. And I want to go ahead and thank all the people that took part in that. Nordic Components, they put up the NC-15 rifle. That's going to be the big giveaway. Um, our friends over at Dipstick Coatings put a, a custom coating on that, so we should be getting pictures of that and posting what it's going to look like here in the next couple of days. Glock, Palmetto State Armory, Tactical Walls, Atlas Defense, Cobalt Kinetics, CAA, Devil Dog Concepts, uh, another awesome veteran-owned company. Uh, need to get them in touch with you guys. Uh, Dipstick Hydrographics, Cantu Bruner Designs, 1776 United, Colt, Apex Tactical, and our good buddies over at Keltec. So uh, thanks to everybody who took part in that. Thanks to all you leadheads. Uh, it's just uh, amazing what we've accomplished in the past almost four years. It hasn't been four years yet. The tremendous growth that we've had. And we attribute it all to you, and this giveaway was to help celebrate that and uh, hook you guys up with some awesome prizes. So we'll be announcing the winners here in the next couple of weeks. All right, guys, thanks again for taking the time to be on the show. Uh, thanks for having us a lot. It's awesome. Absolutely. Looking, looking forward to uh, hooking up with you guys at uh, some upcoming events that I know that we're going to be we're all going to be at so yeah we're going to go once we get back to florida we're going to set up our uh, calendar on the cloud and then uh I, I think we can do like a public side of that on our website and then also a private side of that to where we can uh, send that off to people that we want to go awesome have join us very cool all right lead heads you have just heard another episode of the nordic components talking lead uh, podcast award-winning podcast i might add as nate is looking at my award there that i picked up at the uh, big three east uh, looking forward to that event coming up but as always leadheads keep your loved ones close and your batarang closer keep on target keep uh, your team never quit ammo closer keep your v5 products closer bam there you go leadheads Talk to you next week. Out. Good show, guys. I yeah, love it when I much. don't have to talk. <laughs> <laughs>